contrary to popular belief, I don't like working out. <laughs> That's hard to believe. Like, dead ass. And contrary to popular belief, I don't necessarily like living with somebody who was a trainer. Dead ass? Dead ass. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. I'm going to take this back to a couple weeks ago. <laughs> By the time y'all see this, the video will have already come out. I'm in super husband train mode. <laughs> I'm getting ready to go back to film Sisters Season 5. Wifey is coming off of her postpartum uh, journey with, with weight loss the first six to eight weeks. And she's not feeling like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go because she already knows when I start training her, it's a different animal, but the same beast. You feel me, right? So now I got her outside. We running the hills. We got the medicine ball, throwing the medicine ball. She lifting weights, deadlift, hang clean. Savage. She's getting her speed training in. But in this particular day, Matt and Josh were here to film, <laughs> and it started raining. We were trying to get some content, you know, so people can see that Kadeem really gets it in. Like, this is not a thing where she just be putting on workout clothes to get brand partnerships and putting on makeup to look cute. No, Kadeem really be working out. So I had an idea because typically Kadeem and I run out, we run in the front, we have the medicine balls, about 30 pounds, and we walk down the hill with the medicine ball and we walk back up with the medicine ball over our heads. So in my mind, I could just put the, the treadmill on the incline and we can walk on the treadmill and hold the ball up and we can swap back and forth. So I'm in full trainer mode. I'm 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 talking. I'm trying to inspire. I'm saying every quote known to man and trying to get K to be inspired. And Kadeen is not inspired, right? <laughs> and she just like she dragging, she dragging. I'm like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? It don't hurt. Tell yourself it don't hurt. You know what I'm saying? Hold the ball over your head. I got you. I got you. So while I'm saying I got you, I look down at the treadmill. She's holding the ball over her head, and I look down at the treadmill to see where the speed was. And all I heard was, oh, oh, God. <laughs> and when I look up, Kay has dropped the medicine ball on her forehead. My but she caught face. it. She caught it, right? So I uh. immediately look at her her forehead, and she got the tire tracks <laughs> from the medicine ball on her forehead. Like she just got run over by a four by four. And she's like, ah, oh, uh. it hurts. I'm like, that's just pain leaving the body. Like, I'm trying to distract her, right? And I see little blood starting to come on her forehead, right? She's like, am I bleeding? Am I bleeding? I'm like, nah. It's, people got blood, sweat, and tears when they lose weight. You know? And she's like, am I bleeding, Matt? So Matt looks right at her forehead, and then he looks at me, and I look at Matt like, don't you say it. And then Matt looking at her forehead and is like, nah, you good. 
Meanwhile, she's bleeding, right? Like she had the thorns that Jesus had on when he was going to the cross. You see, that's what her forehead looked you like. See? <laughs> Be and your then, own people, y'all. <laughs> and then I just, I just kept going. So I got the ball back, and when I got the ball back, it had makeup on it. Which at first, when I saw it, I thought it was part of Kadeen's face. <laughs> Cause it was the it same like color. Skin. It looked like skin on the ball, and I, I kind of got shocked. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> I got a forehead on the ball." Right. But you know what I didn't do? I didn't panic, and we didn't stop. She finished the whole workout. Sure as heck didn't burn seven hundred calories that day. That's a fact. Cause that's how the Ellis's do. That's how we do. Literal blood, mm -hmm. sweat, tears, actual makeup, right on the med ball, and every day, <laughs> and not rug burns, but and rug burns on your forehead. <laughs> But that ain't the first time she had rug burns on her forehead. You she know had what? rug burns on her forehead before. All right, let's close this book. But that was a different time. type of workout. <laughs> <laughs> and that's and that's that for that's that for story time. I guess that's that for story time, y'all. One and two and three and hey. four and get them sit-ups hey. right and tuck your tummy tight, tight and it. do your crunches hey. like this. Hey. Give head, stop, hey. breathe, it. get up, mm. check your hey. weave. Do y'all know what song that is? <laughs> Kanye's workout plan. No. Thanks to DeVal's workout plan. Oh. I'm the envy of all my friends. Hey. That's going to be K all summer. That's going to be me. All summer. Twenty two. <laughs> all right, y'all. Let's take a break and come back. And I'm going to tell y'all my version of story time. Because oh, <laughs> thankfully, I live to see another day. We'll be back. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct varied and nuanced as the black experience itself every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today told from a unique black perspective from bobby Schmurder to the wire michelle obama to reparations there's no limit to the range of black stories black truths black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of america's story now they are the story in NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR wherever you get your podcasts. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, you have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. There's power in every purchase, because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one 
to name a few. There is a whole collection of Black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. You may be aware that most people who are Black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. All right, y'all. So uh, it's about that story time. Uh, How's your head? I see you touching you know, your head. I, I, my head's okay. You know, it's a little sore to the touch still. You know, I was able to camouflage a bit. You know, um, for me, it was Cassie that said, Mommy, what happened to your head? <laughs> I was what like, happened to you head? I said, what, type, what happened to your head? <laughs> I was like, Cassie, you know, Daddy and I were in the gym. The balls fell. And then I was like, ooh, <laughs> the balls fell. Good thing he doesn't know what ball. Could have been other balls. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Could have been other balls. But I said, That's the medicine ball fell on Mommy's head. head. You know, but it yeah. wasn't balls. It, anyway. <laughs> he. He. Archback Challenge. Archback Challenge had you rugby you know, going You know, hey, you know, stranger <laughs> things have happened in the Ellis household. Yeah. But seriously, in that moment, I was on the treadmill and I'm like, why Deval? <laughs> like, that's the first thing I'm thinking. Why Deval? I still have a little bit of residual clumsy left in my bones after having the baby because that's a thing. Whenever you get pregnant, you're clumsy, right? So the clumsy has not fully left my body. Um, so the minute I saw him turn that treadmill on, and then we're, we're super setting it. So we're taking turns actually going back and yes, forth. Yes. So Deval has to understand that K ain't going the same speed he going. You know what I'm saying? You got to alter it that. a little bit for me. I understood that. Um, but once I saw the treadmill going and then it's just so many things you have to keep in mind because it's like your feet have to move. Then you have to have your arms up above your head. Mm -hmm. You got to squeeze your core. You got to think. You got to mm -hmm. walk. You got to breathe because mm -hmm. <laughs> that's something I don't forget to do all out. the time so you don't pass out. And then I didn't realize in that moment that I forgot to wash my face when we worked out. So I had makeup dripping down my face, which I hate because I never mm -hmm. work out with makeup on. And I don't know what happened. It was like the sweat that was like building up in my body. My hands were, were my palms were sweaty. And then the ball just had no traction on it anymore. And it just it just hit me right in the face. And <laughs> the first thing I face. could think of was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing I could think of was my mom looking at me in horror like, Oh my oh God, Kadeen, you mess up your face. Will you do to your face? God Are you going to be on TV with your face like that? Is it going to scar? Like, that's all I could hear, God you know? Me. And then she would have came for you God with me. your intricate ass workouts. Listen. But, you know, I looked over at Matt. Matt gave me the head nod of reassurance, which I come <laughs> to find out now. <laughs> Matthew Ellis, I might have to kick you out the family for that one because he. Totally was just like, now nah, you good, Kay, you good, you know. But I appreciate the support. I know that's what he was going yes. for. And, um, you know, the cameras kept rolling and I kept walking. And exactly. I finished. And you finished. And that's the point. And the moral you, of the story is I finished. And you did high incline runs after that. You did I high did. incline sprints after that. So the moral of the story is when you fall, you get back. We fall, fall down, down, but we get, get up. up. That part. <laughs>
Exactly. Mm-hmm. You got to get back up. We do get back up. Remember that time Cairo fell off the treadmill? Yes, Cairo fell off the treadmill too. Bruh, that kid right there can give me a whole heart attack one of these days. Five he tries to old. come into the gym with me for motivation as well because we'll talk about motivation and all that on this episode. But I am never more motivated than anybody but my five-year-old. Five-year-old <laughs> Cairo, who y'all know is a beast in the gym and mm-hmm. everything athletic, like totally takes the initiative to go work out by himself. Mm-hmm. So usually when I'm in the gym or I'm I'm going to work out, it's really cute when he'll come along and he'll be like, it's okay, mommy, I'll work out with you. You want me to train you today? And then hearing him say the things that you say to them yep. regularly in the gym. Yep. <laughs> he was like, come on, mommy. Hard work beats talent. <laughs> Hard work beats talent. I'm like... <laughs> He, Where is this little, what this kid is like see Cairo, he's, Cairo he's insane. understands the mentality right? <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna explain it to you like my soundbite i don't like working out mm-hmm. i got bad sciatica so if i don't work out my back starts to hurt my legs start to hurt so i have to work out consistently or my sciatica is going to continuously flare up and i'm going to be walking like an old man in my 30s and i just won't let that happen because i was doing that a lot in my late 20s because mm-hmm. i wasn't as consistent with my workouts Number two, working out to me is like the most consistent form of testing your will. Mm. You know, like everything in life is based on on willpower. Mm-hmm. And do you have the mental fortitude to get through this when it gets hard? When you practice testing your will on a daily basis through working out, whether it be push-ups, burpees, pull-ups, running a mile, something like that, you're teaching your mind and your body to constantly keep going when you don't want to. Mm-hmm. So to a lot of people, it looks like, oh, DeVal just loves working out. It's really not that I love working out. I, I would love to to have a six pack and V abs that my wife admires so much mm-hmm. by doing nothing. But that's just not the case. I have poor eating habits. Right. I snack at night after I smoke. I get the munchies. I love candy. I love uh, cakes, cadines and others. So <laughs> like if that I don't work, if I don't work out. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna be healthy. You know what I'm saying. So for me, it's it's a measure of will. Plus, it's also me being disciplined to say, you know what, you don't have the best eating habits. Keep your body moving so that you can be here and available to your family. Because heart disease, diabetes, um, what else? Mental. What was the other one? Alzheimer's. Alzheimer's all run in my family, mm-hmm. and all of those can be held back or held at bay by drinking water, mm-hmm. getting sleep, and working out. Absolutely. Well, will is something I am at a deficit for. All right, y'all. <laughs> will is something that I am working on. Will is one of those things that I have to will myself to have. Um, because historically, I don't have the best relationship with workout. Actually, working out, I actually have a very poor relationship yeah. with working out. It's one of those things that I just never felt the need to want to make time for. It's something that I did and I do because you have a partner who's active who's going to the gym that looks at you and is just like did you go to the gym today are you going to go today not Mm -hmm. because he wants me to look a certain kind of way but because i will usually be in his ear about things that i want to do things that i want to accomplish can you you say that again can you say come on now sis he's usually in my ear reminding me of the things that i want to do thank you and want to accomplish Look at Kadeen having accountability, y'all. What is No, you, you are having accountability, but also holding other people accountable. Like, why Deval be pushing Kadeen so hard? Yes. When Kadeen says she want to look a certain way, yes. or she want to wear certain clothes, or she wants certain roles on TV, and they require mm-hmm. her to be a certain way, I am accountable for helping her reach her goal. It ain't me doing it because I want my... That's just, it just pisses me off when people right. be like, why, she, why he got to push her to look a certain way? 
It don't be me push. She want to push herself. Can I not be a partner in helping her push? But that's in a whole nother podcast. In itself. <laughs> well, go ahead, baby. Damn. Tell them how you really feel, baby. No, because it, and, and here's the sad truth, though. Like you, you can't even in this day and age empower and, and root for your wife to do anything. People mm-hmm. find fault in everything you do. Absolutely. And nobody, nobody asked me how I felt about it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They're just uh, pretty much imposing their ideas and their thoughts on that. Yeah, I do remember. Yeah. I was just like, what, is, what? What? I can't even support you and motivate you right. <laughs> and just show people that I do that just because that's just what right. we do. You know? Right. So he's absolutely right. A lot of the times there are things that I want to do, things that I want to accomplish that require me to look a certain way and to feel a certain way about myself. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's not even how you look because a lot of people will say to you, hey, you look fine. Oh my God, you don't look like you had yeah. four kids. You just had a baby four months ago. Oh my God, you look great. None of that shit matters. <laughs> None <laughs> of that shit matters right. because then right. said person, as in me, or that mom who might have just had a baby, is looking at herself every morning, picking apart every single thing that she's unhappy I about. I watch you do it all the time. And not and not for nothing, guys, that's that's why I, I'm so hard on Kadeem because when you watch the woman you love, wake up every morning, right, and stand in the mirror naked and pinch and prod and turn and then grimace at her face. When you when you enjoy and admire her the way she is, there's something in you that's like, dang, like I wish I could take that from you. Because I, I know for a fact I don't mind going to work out every day. Mm-hmm. If I had to take on the 30 pounds while you were pregnant, I would take it on because I'm like, fine, I'll take it on. And then once the baby come out, I'll just I'll bust my ass to lose it. But I can't. Mm-hmm. So when I gotta watch you like do all of that, it be it's bothersome to me. I'm like, dang, I feel so bad. Yeah. So when you say you want to get back, I'm like, let's go, let's yeah. let's do this. Like, no, let's, let's do it together. You know. I appreciate having that partner in you for that reason, and you know, everyone says give yourself grace, give yourself grace. Um, which I try to do, mm-hmm. but there's also to the desire to just feel like yourself again. So I honestly feel like women should be able to exist in the duality of feeling grateful and thankful that their bodies are able to bring forth life, mm-hmm. right? We are this divine portal between two dimensions, right? Mm-hmm. Between in utero and earth side. Mm-hmm. So I can celebrate that and I can be happy for that. And I mm-hmm. can say, you know what, girl, go you. You grew and nurtured and housed this human mm-hmm. for nine, 10 months. Um, and then you have the get back, then you're nursing this baby for months mm-hmm. or years after, depending on the person. But I can also be like, but I'm over it and I want to be back to whoever the fuck I was before. <laughs> you <laughs> right, know what I mean? Right, right. I want to be Kadeen who I was before. I want to be the better version of who Kadeen was mm-hmm. prior to this baby. Um, and there's always this pressure and this stigma around the whole like snack back culture, snap back culture and what that looks like. Um, and I think it's just, it can be a little bit hairy because some people will look at it as a positive thing. Like, hey girl, you snap back. And then I mm-hmm. think it's the time frame that's more so the issue. Like how long it takes for somebody to snap back. Well, people taking longer or some people taking, you know, a shorter amount of time or people getting assistance to do that. It looks different for everybody. So I feel like we just, in general, need to just not judge or shame people for that. What, what I've been seeing on social media is 
you know, if a woman is working hard to get back, I'll see some other women being like, girl, you need to go sit down and take care of your baby. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just them projecting the fact that they had a baby years ago and still haven't got lost the weight. Right. So now they don't want other people to. Like, damn, to. did your coochie even heal yet? Right. You know, you'll get those yeah, you get those, those Yeah, those type of comments. <laughs> right. But those sound like projections. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. it, it, it sounds like projections from people who may not be comfortable in their own skin. Mm-hmm. And they don't want to see someone else get back fast. Right. Or I see comments like... um. Like, for example, oh, she she got work done. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like, okay, so if a woman works hard to get back, you have a problem with that because she should be taking care of the baby. Right. But if a woman goes and gets work done, you have a problem with that because right. she found a shortcut. Right. So maybe she didn't have to take as much time to, to spend away from her baby because she got work done. It's like, mm-hmm. it seems almost as if other people don't want to see that woman happy. Yes. And it comes from women and it does come from some men too. Because mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be looking, I'll be like, dude. Why are you even commenting on <laughs> right. a woman? Why are you invested? Yeah, a woman's is role woman? to getting back. Like right. I, I, I don't understand men who comment on anything that has to do with a woman choosing to do with her body, whether right. it's having a baby, not having a baby, or trying to get back from a baby. I'm, I'll never understand that because mm-hmm. I'll even have some men say to me like, "Oh, your your wife trying to get back already? Like, why don't you? Whoa, why don't I what? Why, why don't I what? <laughs> why, why are you following my wife if, if it bothers you that much? Right." You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'll, I'll never understand that. It is really an individual thing, wholeheartedly, because I just knew this time around after having Dakota, and it wasn't the same for the other boys. Some of the other boys, I took my time and was yeah. just like, eh, I'm not, just not in the mood with Kaz. It was that back-to-back mm-hmm. having the baby that I was like, bro, I'm going to take every bit of this year to slowly just figure things out. And it really is an individual case-by-case scenario. But for me with Dakota, I had already had my mind made up that I was like, listen, mm-hmm. I am on the road to making sure that I'm going to be the best version of myself. The biggest scare for me this time around mm-hmm. was having the episode with the postpartum preeclampsia. Right. Because that was an indicator for me to let me know, oh man, my body had was under stress clearly yeah. because they say pregnancy is like that mini stress test yeah. or it's actually a major stress test that your body goes under and if this is an indicator that i may potentially develop hypertension in the future yeah. which is not far off knowing my family history yeah now's the time for me to invest in myself Absolutely. not just for the vanity of looking good on the outside but the inside if there yeah. are things that I can control and the whole this runs in your family situation that I can avoid by just diet and exercise, I'm going to freaking do mm-hmm. that. And that willpower that I didn't necessarily have before and the discipline that I didn't necessarily, you know, tap into before is something that I'm making a conscious effort to do now. So it's funny this time around, because when I said to DeVal and I said to like my sister and I said to my mom and I was like, I'm not playing with y'all this time. Like I am totally invested in getting back and mm-hmm. working out. Deval laughed at me and my sister laughed at me and they only laughed at me because they know historically Kadeem will be going hard for two, three weeks and then Kadeem will dwindle. You know, Homer Simpson in the bushes. That'd be me after mm-hmm. a while in the gym. And um, and then I'll bitch and moan when something's coming up and I'm like, damn, I got a month before we got to do mm-hmm. this or damn, I got to film that and I'm mad at I don't look good in this outfit. Um, that's usually my track record. But I, I, I'm happy to say y'all this time around, I really have been sticking it out. Yeah. Like our podcast crew can attest to it. I was ordering pizza, pasta, all sorts of stuff in here. And your girl was not no, touching it. I was sticking it. to my meal prepped items. I was in the gym. If it meant that I had to be in there after midnight, because that's just the time I had. I've been doing it. So I'm proud of me. No, I'm, pr- I'm proud of you too. Girl, I'm proud, proud of you, too. sis. It, it does help that you... um. <laughs> 
we made a decision that we're not going to have any more kids. Yes. So it's easier to say, hey, I'm going to get back because you're not thinking I'm going to get back just to get pregnant again. I know that Facts. that's extremely difficult for a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And um, this is a devouched truth moment mm-hmm. that we have a lot of these. When we first got married mm-hmm. and you're like, I was so I've always been in love with your body, the shape of your body. And I was just like, man, once we have kids, I wonder what's going to happen to her body. Mm-hmm. after she has kids like that that was a thought of mine mm-hmm. now of course i was younger but um i also knew that you didn't like working out right and i was just like you know like kadeen i don't know what's gonna happen after we have these kids if kadeen's just gonna be like fuck it like this is <laughs> what it is we're we gonna right. work to get back yeah. but after jackson you got better than you were before jackson mm-hmm and then after Cairo, you was on your road back, and then you got pregnant again, mm-hmm. and then you gained more weight. But then after Kaz, you got back, and you were better than you were after Jackson. Mm-hmm. So I already know. Yeah, this time after around, after Dakota, it's about to be because Kadeen, it can be difficult. You you've gained ten pounds in all the right places after each child. When I met you, you were about one hundred and fifteen pounds, soaking wet, y'all. And then when we got <laughs> married, you were at one thirty five. Uh-huh. And after. Jackson, you kind of settled around 145. Mm-hmm. Kyra and Kaz, they came together. You settled around 155. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I wonder where you're going to be now. These bones holding a little, little extra weight and muscle, y'all. Little oh, yeah. It's, 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 it's nice. It's really, really good. But, That's but, how it is. But I, I want to talk a little bit about some of the facts and stats, right? Yeah, some facts and stats. Exercise um, has the following benefits, particularly for postpartum women. So I'm just going to tap into this until, and, and then we'll talk about Yeah, and then after this, we're actually going to get into what our, our workout routines are right. so that you can get some tips. But So real quick, um, if anyone is dealing with postpartum right now, um, it helps to strengthen and tone the ab muscles because that's very important. They get all stretched the hell out. And uh, the pelvic floor. Your pelvic floor be mm-hmm. thrashed, okay? Mm-hmm. Holding your bladder sometimes is not existent. I've had one or two. <laughs> moments um it helps to boost energy it may help prevent postpartum depression promotes better sleep not more maybe better mm-hmm. um it relieves stress and it can help you lose the extra weight that you may have gained during pregnancy so pretty straightforward so this is what people need to understand about working out right working out is not like you you can't cram a workout people think if you go to the gym one time and you in the gym for nine hours you come out the next day you look like you put in years of work that's not the way it works Mm -hmm. you need to start with consistently going to the gym Mm -hmm. and just walking for 20 minutes Mm -hmm. every day that's a good a 20 minute walk every day you'll lose more weight and do more and see more results than an inconsistent person going to the gym five and six hours Mm -hmm. right i told kadeen this when she was pregnant that um when you're doing a stress test they Mm -hmm. typically put you on a treadmill Mm -hmm. for 20 minutes and they ask you to walk and it may increase the speed up and down slightly to see how your heart responds. Mm-hmm. But part of the reason that happens is because a 20-minute walk is the bare minimum a human should be doing every single day. Vast majority of people in America do not even walk 20, 20 minutes, minutes every day, day yeah. which is sad. And because, that's a consistent 20 minutes, not I walked five, right. I walked three, and then you tally it up. Right. <laughs> consistent 20 minutes. And and, <laughs> and this is this is why this is important, right? This has nothing to do with pregnancy or women or vanity. Gotcha. So this is why exercise is good for everyone. Everyone. People who don't regularly exercise may lose up to 80% of their muscle, of their muscle strength by the age of 65. Mm-hmm. That means your muscles atrophy. Atrophy means when you don't use when you don't use them, you lose them. Mm-hmm. That's why our generation we live sedentary lifestyles where we're behind desks, mm-hmm. we're on the computer all the time. 
now that we had the pandemic, everyone's at home, so they Zoom everything. So people aren't even leaving to walk to the train to get to work anymore. Mm -hmm. So people are starting to lose. You ever seen that movie Wally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the, uh, it, it took place like right yeah. in like two thousand and something, but the robots created a world that was so easy for humans that humans lost all of their musculature and their bone mass. So they were just big blobs. Mm -hmm. That is a, a reality that can happen to wow. people. If you continuously live life the way we're living now, where everything is so comfortable and we don't we don't walk, we don't move because mm -hmm. we're we're beings made to move. Mm -hmm. We're supposed to lift and run and jump. But when we don't do that, those uses for those bodies they disappear. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's good for everyone. Regular exercise helps lower blood pressure and cholesterol levels. Two major risks for heart disease. Ooh. We know this. My family. My mm -hmm. family as well. And diabetes. Like mm -hmm. Exercise can help you with that. Circulation helps with that. Mm -hmm. Exercise keeps your metabolism elevated even after your workout and continues to burn more calories as you rest. Mm -hmm. This is a fact. This is why I tend to lift weights and not just run. You burn a ton of calories when you lift weights. Ladies, this is for you. You go to the trainer, the trainer says, I want you to start lifting some weights. I ain't a football player. I don't want to lift weights. I don't want to be big and bulky. Mm -hmm. Ma'am, you do not pump out testosterone. <laughs> you could lift the same amount of weights as a man, and you will never get as big and bulky as a man will get. But when you lift weights, you tear apart that muscle fiber in there that needs to grow. And what does it use to grow? It utilizes the fat inside of your body to feed those muscles. It needs more protein. So as you're sleeping and resting, your body's continuously burning calories and burning fat. So the best way to actually uh, carve out your body to look leaner is to lift weights, not to just run on the treadmill. Mm -hmm. That does not work. Studies also indicate that mm -hmm. children's physical activity levels correlate closely with those to their parents, ah, which means... Lead by example. Thank you. Cairo, <laughs> Jackson, Kaz, and Dakota will be what they see. Yes. They will be exactly what they see. The only reason why they go to the gym every day is because when they look up and they see you and I in the gym, they're like, I guess this is just what this people is what we do. do. <laughs> so yes. they're always in the gym. They're always looking to be active. And that, that'll help them even in their minds. Mm -hmm. Because I even told Jackson, Jackson asked me, well, I got to work out every day. And I said, you don't have to work out every day. You can do what you want to do. But sometimes in life, you have to do the things you don't want to do so that you can live the way you want to live. So what I did with Jackson was I told him, I'm not going to, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm not going to give you money mm -hmm. or give you uh, an allowance to do chores, mm -hmm. stuff that you have to do every day. Like if you have your own house, you got to make up your bed. Mm -hmm. You got to clean your bathroom. Mm -hmm. You got to wash up and shower. I'm not mm -hmm. giving you money to do that. But working out. It's something that you don't have to do. Mm -hmm. If you go in the gym and you put the same workout in the gym that you do with your schoolwork every day, with your basketball, with your coding class, I'll pay you for these workouts. This way he'll learn that, thing. I can be rewarded for doing the things that I don't want to do mm -hmm. later in life. Mm -hmm. So for me, working out is also a way to teach my children how to be disciplined. Yep. And you had skipped one right here. Improve your mental health and mood with an exercise routine. So Kadeen and I talk about this all the time. Um, your body has endorphins mm -hmm. and your body also has um, oxytocin, mm -hmm. which helps you feel better. Mm -hmm. People don't realize that when you work out, your body gets pumped with endorphins and oxytocin. That's why after a workout, you always feel yeah. so much better. It's, it's yeah. not that, oh, I feel good because I worked out. No, your body chemically mm -hmm. is being pushed with all the things you need to rejuvenate itself. So you'll feel tired. But you'll be in a better mood. That is true. I noticed that because usually for mm -hmm. me, at least for me, the hardest part is getting started, right? 
It's the mustering up the strength some days, having to talk myself into it, having to look at myself and say, okay, Kadeen, you know, who's this person that you would mm -hmm. love for your body to look like? Like, those are the things that try to get me into the gym. And then once the workout is over, yep. I'm usually like, I'm so glad I did that because I feel that much better. Now, I'm glad you said that because it's important for what I'm about to read next. Remember when I told you guys I had that uh, sports performance company called Elite Prototype Athletics? Yes. All of these stats that I'm about to point out, I can tell you 100% are true. Okay. Based on 10 years and over 1,000 kids, right? Mm -hmm. Studies show that kids who work out do better in school. Regular physical activity can help kids build empathy and leadership skills. The University of Florida reports that participation in sports help children develop self-esteem and that girls who participate in sports develop increased confidence and have a healthier body image than girls who don't participate in sports. Mm, I can see As that. we transition from doing just football to football, basketball, softball, volleyball, track and field for both boys and girls, we noticed that all of our athletes who started with us mm -hmm. had an increased GPA by the time they finished with us. Mm -hmm. All of them. Yep, that's it, fact. Every, even children GPAs who... GPAs were required to be in the program. So absolutely. We, we did it. Yep. report card checks every third Friday in the month mm -hmm. or at the end of every semester or trimester for the younger kids. But what we noticed was even the younger athletes who had uh, ADHD issues or mm. ADD issues who were on medication, after they started routinely coming to prototype, their parents would say, you know, we, we took him off the medication because he just showed so much greater focus. Mm -hmm. A lot more students perform better when they have workouts either early in the morning mm -hmm. or during school. But they took gym out of the classroom right. and parents don't have any time right. in the morning to train their kids. And kids are, are they still getting recess consistently? I know sometimes they do, sometimes they don't, depending on like weather and stuff. But some kids, kids have to get up and move. Absolutely. Like they have to get the wiggles out. <laughs> well, I, I know a lot of schools, especially in Brooklyn, um, recess was not a part of the school program anymore right. and neither was gym. It wasn't mandatory. Mm -hmm. And it was kind of counterproductive because I know some uh, some of the education, uh, pe people in education who I talked to the Board of Ed said they took gym out of schools because the competition, they felt like the competition was hurting kids' self-esteem right. if you're always the last person in gym. Right. But I'm like, you're taking away life lessons yeah. when you do that. You can't eliminate competition from children. And then as they become adults, try to hold them to a standard that you expect them to hold that is not used to, that they're not used to. Mm -hmm. So for me, I feel like competition and physical activity teaches kids that if I'm not good at this, mm -hmm. I can routinely work at it to be better. To be better. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, giving them a benchmark to be able to move or yeah. you know, to assess that. Um at least when it comes to their peers, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And when it came to young women, my track girls and my volleyball girls, mm -hmm. when I tell you they definitely had higher self-esteem, mm -hmm. they walked around mainly because they felt better. They were fit. We're talking about well, track yeah. athletes yeah. and volleyball athletes. Because right. like that's they, how I like to train. I like to train like a track and field athlete, mm -hmm. to be honest, because I noticed that they're lean, right? Yes. Not Usually not super bulky. No. Um, they're lean. You know, the posterior chain is typically built up and developed yes because speed training you know, the legs you know so that's what i'm i'm working on now what i also noticed too was the camaraderie we hear mm. so much about how young women are jealous and catty and yes. all this other stuff these young ladies on these teams were like a family that's so you know? true and every team has their riff i don't want to make it seem like they were perfect because even the foot the, the football teams mm -hmm. got their riffs and the basketball teams but these young ladies were a group. They came to the gym together. They traveled together. They brought in their report cards together. They competed together. They won together. They lost together. Mm -hmm. But I did see them all develop these leadership qualities from, from 14 to 18 when mm -hmm. they graduated and then went off to college. 
I felt proud to watch them go off to college confidently. Yeah. You know, about who they are as people. Right. And it just, I feel like sports mm-hmm. and especially training and working out helps everyone with that. Oh my goodness. And aside from just the track and field, like, and the teams that we had in there, we ran a program collectively married to the gym mm-hmm. where it, they were for adults, for a lot of the moms who were in yep. the programs and stuff. And we developed a really close, I mean, two of the moms from that program are Cass's, Cass's godmother, godmothers, yeah. godmothers now because we developed such a camaraderie and a, and a closeness and a bond mm-hmm. where it was just women, mom, even dads were in we the program. We had our dad group afterwards who joined. Exactly. And we would just motivate each other and keep going. And having that group atmosphere was so, so, so beneficial. Just not, not only just for us to get through the workouts, but just to hold each other accountable. Yeah. You know, having someone to help you push to get through that mm-hmm. last rep, that last set. Mm-hmm. Um, those were some of the best times that we had together yeah. for sure. For sure. So let's move and get into um, nutrition, yes. which is probably the bigger part of that's, that's this family fitness out. that we're doing here. As the Val sits back and says, ah, nutrition, because he wants to eat I, his gummy bears oh my and gosh. his cheese puffs at night. Yeah, man, that's me. I can't even lie. Yeah. But one, one thing Deval did tell me, he said, you can afford to eat certain things and enjoy the things that you like in moderation mm-hmm. if you work out hard. Yes. Right. Because the body is still burning after that workout. For me, though, if I'm looking to um, shed fat, build muscle, lose weight, um, I don't look at the scale much whenever I am starting my my journey. Stop looking at the scale, ladies and gentlemen. Stop. The scale is much like the devil, a lie. (laughs) And um, I'm just not in the business of doing that. It's better, if anything, to measure inches and then see how you're losing inches. So sometimes for me, it may be that jumpsuit for example that i want to get back into or to wear and i'll just put it on and say all right this this bitch ain't even getting past my my hips today (laughs) and then noticing okay it's past my hips now can it zip Mm, can't quite zip Mm -hmm. and then in maybe another two three weeks all right Mm -hmm. she's zipping up there's a little puff and bulge but she's zipping (laughs) and then eventually i know that i'll be able to wear this confidently outside um but typically trying to wake up in the morning Mm -hmm. i generally am not a big morning person when it comes to eating but i know that within the first hour of waking up you should try to consume something Mm -hmm. so getting up in the morning preparing my breakfast um i'm trying something different this time it's carb cycling Mm -hmm. so i'm going like for example for the first six weeks um eating medium carbs and medium carbs meaning better carbs Mm -hmm. so i'm not eating the white rice which i greatly greatly mm. miss in my rice and peas um but not really eating the white starches doughs breads mm. flour thing like that and kind of replacing that with things like you know a sweet potato or quinoa or mm. um oatmeal things like that and then still because i'm breastfeeding oatmeal is also really good to have in the mornings for breast milk mm. production um and i can't severely cut too many of my carbs now right. because of that because i'm still trying to um produce milk right. So I know once I'm done breastfeeding or once Coda gives me a break, then I can do it a little bit more strict Mm -hmm. if I needed to. Um, But my problem is that I never want to have to worry about doing a fad diet or cutting and crashing and doing things for like, you know, four to eight weeks and then reacclimating to life and enjoying the things that I want to eat and then 
the, the weight just comes back. So eating five to six times a day um, is super important. So the way I try to space out That's my difficult. meals, which is difficult for me because I'm just not a heavy eater like that. Mm -hmm. So I'll get to the end of the day and be like, damn, I still have like a snack and a meal that I have to consume that I just don't want because I'm not hungry. But the body needs this replenishment in order yeah. to build that muscle, particularly in the protein department. So I'm eating, for example, I'll give you an example. In the, in the morning for breakfast, I'll have, you know, uh, five eggs worth of egg whites. So I'll just kind of separate my eggs and my egg whites, um, throw some spinach up in that bitch, you know, put a little onion, bell peppers to make it taste good, then drown it in like sugar-free ketchup and sriracha just to get it down some days because it's hard um, with a side bowl of maybe say oatmeal um, and then Sounds some lovely. berries on top, you know, Sounds that'll so be, great. and it's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. Or some days it'll be turkey bacon with, you know, um, eggs and stuff. I just try not to eat anything super processed too much if I can avoid it. Um, the key to it is trying to make sure that you're getting those protein sources from actual food. I do though, if I'm in a rush, we'll grab a quick protein bar or after a workout, Deval has taught me taught me that a protein shake is pretty good because it mm. gets to the body and the bloodstream quicker yes. than if I had to wait for the food to be digested in yes. my system. Um, so that's what I'll have for breakfast. I may have the protein bar or shake as a snack or, you know, something, a little thing of fruit, you know, some, you know, cold cuts with a little salad or a tuna and salad. Then I have my lunch, which is like a sensible meal. So just making sure I have, again, heavy amounts of protein, having my vegetable and then a minimal amount of starch or sometimes no starch if I'm just not doing a carb, right? Another this is snack, too much for me. And I do bacon, egg, and cheese in the morning. Bacon, I wish egg, and I cheese could. on a croissant. Or I should make me some waffles. I drizzle it in syrup. Yeah. And I'll think about that and just be like, I'll just, oh, I'll just do 200 burpees later. And see, see, sometimes my mind don't work like that because me and the 200 burpees <laughs> ain't seen each other. So I'm like, you know what, girl? You know you're not about to go do them bur burpees. So go ahead and put that donut down. That's why I respect you. What you and doing? I, and I have the willpower to do that more than I have to do the burpees someday. So, hey, everybody has to know what works for them. Exactly. One little trick that I've been doing, though, that the kids have not picked up on yet, y'all. <laughs> and I feel like this is a mom, like put a badge on me hack because I'm like, okay, always finding ways to make sure that my children are not consuming too much sugar, but also trying to find the balance where they can live as kids. Because I know my uncle used to take me to the candy store back in the day and mm -hmm. I would clear out, you know? So I'm trying to balance between them enjoying themselves as kids, having a little bit of sugar and not. I recently found a really good sugar-free syrup. So I told my mom, I was like, okay, in the mornings with the kids, let's see if they'll know the difference if we swapped out the syrups. I know, I know who do, who noticed. They did not notice. None not, of them noticed. Not even not the even one Kaz? child that would have noticed, Kaz. Because I tried Kaz with the sugar-free ketchup. Jackson, actually, all three of them, Jackson and Cairo ate their ketchup with, with, with whatever they had it with, and they completely did not know the difference. Kaz looked at me, and he was like, Mommy, <laughs> I don't like this ketchup. <laughs> Mommy, this is not the right ketchup. I said, of course it's the right ketchup. So I, I show him, like, the Heinz bottle, and he He's literally like, nah. looked at me and was just like, "I right, bitch, if you say so. <laughs> but I'm not about to eat this ketchup. And Kaz, who normally will be scraping his plate for ketchup, had a whole glob of ketchup still on his plate. So I was like, mm, See, he knows. he's going to be the tough one. My father tried that with us with the Jeter Flakes back in the day. <laughs> Jeter Flakes. We got Jeter Flakes one time, right? And, and we used to, they used to take the Frosted Flakes and put it in the cereal container you right. know, with the plastic joint. Uh -huh. So one day... He brought out these Jeter flakes. It was in the Jeter box, right? <laughs> and 
we like Jita Flakes, what is this? So mm-hmm. then we went to eat it and it was not good. It just it didn't have no sugar. It was just was terrible. Mm-hmm. So my father was like, yo, I was like, yo, this is nasty. And then he was just like, it tastes the same. It tastes the same. Fine, don't eat it. Don't eat it. So then the next day. <laughs> he got mad. No, then he got so mad, right? Because he told my mom. <laughs> That's so scoop. He told my mom that we wouldn't notice. So uh-huh. the next day he tried to be slick. Took it out the Jita box and put it Too in late. The, the plastic gene, right? So we eating it and we like, yo, these are the Jita flakes, bro. <laughs> He's like, no, it's not. No, it's not. This guy Damn, went as far as to go get a, a Frosted Flake box and say, look, it's from the Frosted Flakes. I said, school. That's an old Frosted Flake box, bro. That was downstairs in the cycle. So you're not, you're not low. You're not low. You know Yo. what? You know what? From now on, y'all go to the store. Y'all get whatever cereal y'all want. Y'all complain about this. People don't have cereal. <laughs> and I was like, the people who have cereal, who don't have cereal don't want to eat Jita Flakes neither. That part. Like, that this part. is terrible. It that's like, like going to the, that's, that, that time we went to that all-inclusive resort in Mexico, and they kept refilling the Appleton bottle with fake and ass we knew rum it. and, and we i knew, knew it. it was not appleton and i'm like y'all giving me this fake ass cheap ass rum and i know that's not that bring me the bottle of appleton let me see because i know my appleton okay that's one thing i'm gonna do is know my rum what did that bottle look like yo that man? bottle looked like it was vintage back from about 1962 it was the and they had appleton that bottle, bottle they kept ever. they kept refilling that joint i don't even think i've ever seen that label appleton <laughs> on an appleton bottle ever in life and i'm you know the tender age of 30 something ish and i have never seen that before so that's exactly what scoop did the problem that scoop did he had y'all see the jita flakes to begin with i ain't even let them kids see the bottle at all because once you have once you put that in their mind that they know that there's a bottle that's different they're already gonna say that shit tastes different moms think they be knowing tricks and stuff you're not not be be knowing no tricks i know sugar knowing i be knowing here's the truth man I, i i do think i have a sugar addiction like yeah, I might too someday. It's not really an addiction because when I have to go film and I cut my sugar, I can cut my sugar for three to four weeks, which means it's not an addiction. True. But I love sugar. You have willpower though. Yes, I do have willpower. Uh-huh. But I love sugar. Yeah. And it's it's bad that in my, in my mind, I'll be like, all right, I'll eat this pack of Sour Patch Kids, but I'm going to drink a half a gallon of water <laughs> or I'm going to go run. You know what I'm saying? Like that's what yeah. I tell myself. Yeah. I know for a fact that that's not the best for my insides. Mm-hmm. Like, I know that I shouldn't eat this much salt and eat this much sugar. I know that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, for people who's going to be like, wait, what about your heart? What about this? I know that. That's why I work out so hard, mm-hmm. to help my body be able to defend those things. But I also, I have a, a great wife who tends to shop in the direction of my health. So, yes. if she notices that I'm eating too much sugar and stuff, I'll notice. I'll be like, yo, where's the cookies? And she'll be like, <laughs> I'm like, you ain't getting no cake? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So and that's my way of holding him accountable too. Like the same way he wants to hold me accountable when I yeah. say, "Babe, I want to look like X, Y, Z." He's like, "Yo, I gotta go film. I'm gonna have a sex scene. I'm gonna have to have my shirt off, whatever yeah. it is." And I'm like, "Well, you gonna look the best that you' about to look in this sex scene. Like that's what's gonna happen because I'm not about to have to send you out there looking at as a reflection of me. Like him, you see the bad love handles. That's what Kadeem <laughs> be loving on. Ha ha. Like no, no I mean you were gonna look the best version of yourself if I had something to say about it. And and I appreciate you saying that because um I do want to look good for you like you know what I'm saying like I I, I want to come out the shower and have an eight pack and have you being like ooh there goes my husband you know what I'm saying like absolutely for me for me that that's part of marriage right part mm-hmm. of marriage is not only dating your spouse mm-hmm. but continuing to be the best version of your spouse so your spouse can continuously be intrigued with who you are absolutely you know what i'm saying absolutely and as much as my children need me as mom my husband needs me right. as the woman that he fell in love with as his girlfriend like i'm trying to be girlfriend status for life and and the thing is i appreciate you saying that because there's also a narrative that's saying you know 
You love me as I am. Even if I choose not to do my best to be the best version of myself, love me in this self-loathing, that's not fair to your partner, right? Yeah. Like, like you can't self-loathe. Let yourself go, whether you're a man or a woman, and just be like, you have a responsibility to love me this way. Like, who wants to live with somebody like that? Right. What people, we all want to be of service to each other, yes. I don't mind being of service to you. But I also want you to try your hardest to be the best version of yourself so we can live the longest, happiest right. life together. Me and Kadeem, I got into an argument with Kadeem while she was pregnant. I didn't ask her to lift no weights. I didn't ask her to run. I said, can you just walk for 20 minutes every single day? Mm -hmm. And she was like, why did I, I got to walk? And I was like, because we're doing life together. And if you die, I'm going to fuck you up. <laughs> because... We're supposed to do this together, which means we have a responsibility to each other to help each other live as long as possible. One of my aunts lost her, lost my my uncle passed away. My aunt Diane, mm -hmm. my uncle Dewey died in sleep, and he was on heart medication. And one morning she woke up, and I remember getting a phone call from my aunt, from from my my mom. We were in the basement. She was like, you know, Uncle Dewey passed away. So we drove over to Aunt Diane's house, and all my Aunt Diane kept saying was, I'm so mad at you, Dewey. I'm, you promised not to leave me. And that stuck with me. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I was I was 19, I believe. And all I remember her was crying, was saying, you promised not to leave me. You promised. Mm -hmm. And to be fair, he did what most black men do. We we listen to our women, but we're not. when it comes to medicine and it comes to doctors, we don't trust doctors. We don't like going to hospitals and we feel like we can self-cure and heal everything. And sometimes we can't. You know, the best thing for us sometimes is to go to the doctor. Right. But you you can self-cure and heal if you just work out continuously. So I told myself, I want to be here for my kids. I don't want my, my kids to ever get that phone call that their dad is gone. Mm -hmm. You know, I had a couple of friends in college. You know, we were in school playing football and you get a phone call, so-and-so's dad passed away couple of my prototype kids, they're in middle school, you know. They come in, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, what's the matter with you? Oh, my dad died. Yeah. What? And sometimes we, we're hearing stories of it being earlier. Like, like 40s. Or like early 40s. We lost a prototype mom uh, to, to heart attack in her, her early 40s. Yeah. She woke up one morning, was on her way to work, was walking up the, the platform to get to the train, said she wasn't feeling well. So she decided to go back home. She called in to work and said, hey, I'm going to just head back home. Went back home, said she's going to take a nap. Her son walks in, 13 years old. Her son walks in, sees his mom sleeping on the couch. Didn't think nothing of it. Hey, mom, da, da, da. went to do his homework, went to get something to eat, came back. She was still sitting there. He felt like something was wrong. Went to touch his mom and she was cold. Mm. 13. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't want my sons to ever have that feeling. And I don't want to have that feeling. Right. You know, wake up one morning and Kadeen is not here anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, so we're constantly, Kadeen and I are constantly on each other to be healthy. Not just vain, but healthy so that we can be together as long as possible and live life together. As long as, yeah. That's, I feel like that's something that's in our control. So why not, right? How we're living. So other things we can't control. Yeah. But if you can control at least moving that 20 minutes a day, move, y'all. Move. Mm -hmm. The same way we going to move into this break. Oh, wait, wait. Before we do the break. Oh, before the break. Before we do the break. Okay. Let me tell them real quick. Kadeen and I don't train traditionally. Mm -hmm. When I'm in the gym, I'm not in the gym no longer than an hour. Mm -hmm. When I train Kadeen, she's not in the gym no longer than an hour. Because I can't. Everything we do is high intensity mm -hmm. interval training. We superset. We do weights. 
And the, the cardio we do is more sprints mm-hmm. than running. So, for example, if Kadeen gets on the treadmill, she'll do uh, she'll set the treadmill to maybe nine miles per hour. She'll do 20 seconds on, 40 seconds off for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then she'll put it up to 10 miles per hour and go for 10 seconds on, 50 seconds off. This way she can sprint that weight off as opposed to just jogging on the treadmill for a half an hour to an hour because that doesn't really help what she wants to build. We, you know, it's black. She wants butt, hamstrings, calves, quads. She wants to be thick but lean. You can't be thick and lean by running an hour a day. Mm-hmm. You have to do it the same way sprinters do it, by lifting weights and doing sprints. I do the same thing, not because I'm looking to be thick and lean, but as a as an athlete, I know that um, explosive movements help me bulk up mm-hmm. while being lean. So I'm 37 years old. I don't want to be under the bench press doing 225, 15 times like I'm playing football. It's bad for your joints. So I do my push-ups, my pull-ups, my medicine ball throws. I do a ton of sprinting, and I play basketball. I try my best to move every single day. Yep. Even if my on my off days, on my off days, I'll get on there and do some striders for 20 minutes. I'll get on a bike for 20 minutes, or I'll go play basketball for a half an hour or an hour. But there's no day that goes by where I just sit on my ass. And I tell Kadeen, same thing got to be for you. Even if it's not your workout day, Kadeen will get on a bike. Or mm-hmm. she'll go out there and do a high incline walk mm-hmm. on the treadmill for 20 minutes. Right. So I just want to make y'all, make it clear to people exactly what we do. So when y'all see us, you say, that's why they're so in shape. We're not a cyclical in shape family where we work out for three months and stop for three months. Right. This is a lifestyle for us. It's a lifestyle. And we were doing it before we had an in-home gym situation. So yeah. And some of y'all have seen that video with me in the staircase in our apartment back in yep. Brooklyn after I had Cairo. So that's almost mm-hmm. six years ago now. Where I got my checkup, I was cleared by my doctor to work mm-hmm. out again, and my ass was up and down them stairs in the apartment building. We had six yep. floors, and Deval would wait where we were on level four, yep. and I would just be going up and down, up, up and, and down. down, up and down, up and down the hallways. So Spraying it's not an down excuse the hallways. if you don't feel like you have it accessibly in your house, or you have that place that you know is just right mm-hmm. at your fingertips. Just find a way to move. And during okay? the pandemic, uh, we got a jump rope. And jump before rope. we even had the treadmill in the in the house in L.A., mm-hmm. we was in the backyard jumping rope, doing push-ups that and burpees. Nothing. It costs nothing. Mm-hmm. Find a way to move for 20 minutes a day, ladies and gentlemen. That's it. Live so forever. Can we move now into the break? We can move now All into right. the break. That's that we can move into the break, Dean likes breaks. That's just uh, <laughs> even in workouts. The mid, Before we even start, she said, how long before we get a break? Listen, you're going to tell me my whole workout. Don't be trying to surprise me <laughs> midway through and tell me I don't know how many reps you have. Tell me my whole workout so I can mentally prepare myself. That's my process. Don't knock me for it. I'm not knocking. The job gets done. Okay? Okay. All right, y'all. We'll be back. There's power in every purchase because every time we buy a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. And y'all know I love my lip bar products. That's just one to name a few. There is a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. Show Black Founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. That's right, y'all. Black Founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. That's right. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing Black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. You may be aware that most people who are Black have O blood type. 
O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs classic clogs and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here... They're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay, it works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, we're back with Listen to Letters. Um, All right. Do you want to go first? I will. Thank you so much. First, I love you guys. Black love at its finest. Thank you both for being so transparent, sharing life and love with us. Appreciate you. Thank you. Okay, so my daughter's 11 years old. Her dad is seven years older than I am. We started dating when I was 19 and he was 26. Long story short, it didn't work out. We dated a little over a year and then it ended for various reasons, cheating, immaturity, lying, etc. But mostly because I wanted more and he didn't. Well, about two weeks after the breakup, I found out I was pregnant. I told him what happens. (laughs) Right. I told him and he wanted nothing to do with me or the baby. I raised my daughter pretty much alone with him only making appearances for birthdays and special occasions up until like four years ago. For the last two years, we've gotten closer and really developed a beautiful co-parenting relationship and friendship. There's always been attraction and chemistry there, but we've always been We've always both been in other relationships. We're now both single and decided to date to see where it goes. I was very hesitant because of my reasons. Can I trust him? Can I forgive him for leaving us? Will he leave again? 
We have been dating for almost three months and I love him, but I don't feel the spark or butterflies. I don't feel like I'm going to fall in love. Mm. I feel like we're better just as friends and co-parents, but I also wonder if I'm just scared to commit to him after we've been through so much or should I really listen to my gut? I feel like if I was truly where I wanted to be, then I would know by now. Also, I don't know how to tell him we should just be friends. I know it's crazy, but I don't want to hurt him. I know that he really cares for me and now wants to be with me. I don't want to lead him on. What should I do? First of all, sis, thank you for a well-written yeah. paragraph that I was able to with read. Punctuations. With punctuations mm-hmm. and stops. Because mm-hmm. I feel like it got the you gist of the story. You got parentheses in there. You got parentheses in there. Go ahead, girl. Very, go nice. Ahead, girl. very, very nice. Very, very <laughs> nice. I love that. Girl, go with your gut, sis. If it ain't there, it ain't there. One thing I have learned is that there's certain things, particularly when it comes to relationships, that you just cannot will yourself into feeling. And if your gut is telling you this now, I say go with your gut. You may just be comfortable with that parenting, the co-parenting situation and stuff like that, because that's just where you are. You, mm. He's coming around now, but you've already left. It's okay that's that true. that has happened, you know? Um, but I am not one for forcing things when it comes to love if it ain't yeah. there it ain't there i um i gotta be honest um i hate telling people like to not not try so mm-hmm. i don't want to say try but one thing i i will say about kadeen and i is i don't have to try to have a spark with Kay. right like i i just love her like she yeah. just walks by and i'm like hello you know like <laughs> like who who is that like i've seen her all day and the minute she walks by it's like yes same so i i hope that everyone in life can find that person that does that for them. I would love that. And even even when we're not getting along, like, and and I'm not talking about a um a lustful hey who is that a spark like that's my girl. Mm-hmm. You know, like, cause cause even when she's pregnant, when she's being a pain in the ass, when we're not talking, which is never too long, but even when she walks by, I just want to grab her and hug her up. So that to me is is what's the difference. Mm-hmm. You know, when people say to me, like, what is it with you and Kadeem? To me, there's there's nothing in me that says maybe I want to be somewhere else. Right. I know where I want to be. Sometimes we can't agree on us being at the same point at the same, same time. time. Right. Or the level at which we're both engaged at that right. moment. But but when I see her, it's just yes. like, that's my person. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't I don't want that. I don't want her to be with nobody else. Mm-hmm. And I want to be everything for her. Mm-hmm. So if you don't feel that. You can't force that. There's no yeah. litigating that. There's no amount of therapy that can make you feel that oomph right. about someone. That spark is important. That is know? so important. And that's something you just cannot like will and muster up. Like I literally say every time if that 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 moment when people first meet that first couple months and everyone's just like so in love. I'm like that feeling if you can yeah. bottle that up that spark. Yeah. You know, it would be nice to have to take a swig of every now and again as your relationship continues, but that it's not it's not like that. And um, and also let hard. this let this be uh, not a warning, but put this on notice for dudes. Like, you have a good girl, and you you love her, but you're not prepared or you're not ready, and you treat her bad or you do something to her. Those things that she don't forget, mm-hmm. you know. So now, as you mature and you're like, wow, that perfect girl that I had, the one that I want to be with, let me go back to her. All the things that you've done are now a stain on her heart and her spirit. And it may be easy for you to say, well, let's move forward, but it may not be easy for her. Right. And the thing, the spark may now be out because mm-hmm. of his behavior mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. so let this be a, a lesson to anybody right. who thinks they might have found the one but they hadn't found the right time right you know 
time doesn't heal all wounds. Right. Some wounds become tattoos and now you stuck with it because that person will never forget it. Yeah. So No, absolutely. Good luck to you, sis. I hope you guys find a way to figure things out. Yes. All right, number two. Number two. Hello, I'm a happily divorced woman with two sons, 17 and 12. I got married super young and things happened and now we are divorced. My ex-husband was and still is a great dad to our two sons. We co-parent well. No courts are involved, just us and our agreements. My ex-husband cheated, but I can admit I mentally left the relationship before he stepped out. He talked all of that. Uh, we talked all of that out and we are over that. My problem is I found out my ex-husband was talking bad about me to my now 17-year-old for years. Wow. My ex-husband gave my son a negative view of me based on my 22-year-old self. I'm 38 now. Me and my son are not as close as we should be. Mm. My son talks to his dad more and he feels like he can't tell me things because as his dad told him, your mom blows up at everything. Question for Kay. How do you maintain individual bonds with your three children? Question for Deval. Why did my ex-husband do that? I do not talk bad about him to our sons. What can I um, how can I build a bond with my son to break the view my husband painted of me? Mm, okay <clears throat> well i can answer first so yeah i'm very deliberate about having individual relationships with my boys um it's easy to think oh you have four boys now they're boys you can just kind of lump them together and do everything together mm -hmm. but i'm very deliberate about taking time throughout the day so this is a daily thing that i practice daily throughout the day i make sure that i take a moment with each child and it could be something as simple as having a quick conversation about what happened in school today or just pulling them aside to say hey baby mommy loves you give me a kiss or hey i have you know two minutes i'm in my bed i'll pull one of them in the bed with me and we'll just sit there for a couple minutes and maybe watch a show like they're just those moments that have to mm -hmm. happen for me every single day with each child and I think those moments in itself at least just let them know that mommy is checked into you alone and not just you and all the brothers. Then one thing that Deval and I have done recently is that now that if I say recently because I'm reacclimating to life now, having a newborn and having another son, but I try to plan at least if not every month, every other month, just a designated time to take each child out. So knowing what their interest is, taking the time to take them out and i say out because sometimes it's hard when you're in the house with the other boys to just have that quiet time alone where you're cut aside you know from mm -hmm. everybody else and you can just tap into each other one-on-one -on -one. if i can take them out to do something that they enjoy i'll ask them hey mommy and cairo date what do you want to do where do you want to go mommy and jackson time what's up next what are we doing you know right. i don't play basketball but i'll shoot some hoops with you outside right. if that's what it means or if it's just taking him to practice sometimes just to sit and watch practice so that they feel like that mom is invested in each of their lives and in each of the things that they're invested in because i always want to try to stay connected i know as i get older and as they get older and as even technology advances there may be things that i can't mm -hmm. keep up with but um i need to make sure that they understand that mommy is tapped into the things that they're interested in and i just genuinely want to learn more about my children so mm. And that's the way also to keep the lines of communication open and having them feel like, okay, mommy, you know, she, she gets on my back about, you know, making my bed and sweeping mm -hmm. the floors and doing my chores and being a, you know, good young man. But she also too just cares about who I am as a person. So, and that's important for boys and their moms. Cause we talk about this. Um, my mom growing up in our house, like me and my brother thought my mother was a lunatic. Like we just thought she was crazy <laughs> cause she was being a mom, but yeah. also moms have a different type of worry. Moms have, they, they they just handle things differently, especially when it comes to their sons. And Kadeen says this all the time. 
Sometimes she has to lean on me because she's like, I've never been a boy, so I don't know Absolutely. what these kids are thinking. So when she's ready to lose it, she sometimes think like, let me just. Yeah, I've had you know. to learn that recently. Yeah. But that brings me to her question. She asked, you know, why did my husband tell my son bad things about me? This is this is number one. Just because you don't like the things that he said, mm -hmm. you have to ask yourself if there is truth in that. Mm -hmm. And if y'all are co-parenting and not living in the same house, he may be trying to explain to his son how to deal with you. Mm -hmm. And he can only do that based on what he's been through. So if y'all have been through some things, he only knows how to tell his son how to deal with you the way you were because that's when y'all were together. He doesn't live in a house at mm. this point. Mm -hmm. And the truth of the matter is we as parents, dads sometimes explain to our sons how their mom is, right? And it's not always, okay, for example, when Jackson was going through it with school and you used to come down and like spaz on him with school, right? Mm -hmm. I used to say to him like, yo, you know your mom's is going to spaz. So why would you do X, Y, Z? I'm not saying that you're, you know, you have no reason to spaz or trying to talk bad about you, but you know what the truth of the matter is. Your mom is not as patient as me when it comes to certain things. She's constantly telling you the same thing over and over again. If you do it again, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. And sometimes for moms, they don't want to hear that a dad has said that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes we have to tell our sons the truth. Your mom may be in a bad mood. And she may walk in the house in a bad mood and you may do something that she don't like and she's going to take that out on you. That's not always a you problem. That's a her problem. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? No, because as a mom, I can admit times that I'm guilty of that sometimes. And I'm just like, or my approach may not be right. the right approach or the approach may not be received well, even though the message is just a simple message. But, but the thing is, we're all human. So we all have flaws. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes moms feel upset. Like, why did my husband point out my flaws? Well, your sons have to live with you. Mm -hmm. And I can't always just validate your behavior if your behavior is not always good mm -hmm. as a dad. Sometimes I have to let my son know, hey, you're not crazy for feeling like this. Your mom might have blown up for that small thing, but let me walk you through the process of when this happens. Right. And a lot of times I think moms take it personally and be like, why, why would he say that? Why would he do that? Be because if you behave that way, I have to explain to mm -hmm. my son mm -hmm. Why this happens. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember growing up in my house and me and my brother thinking, like, why is my mom like this? Who goes into the closet, takes the plastic bag of clothes out, rips them open, <laughs> throws them on the floor and says, now clean this up. Like, like, why would a mom do that? Mm -hmm. But then as you get older, like my, my father did when we got to be of age 15, 16 and say, listen, listen, your mom deals with stuff and processes things differently than you and I. And sometimes she's not going to be the kindest, but you have to learn to listen regardless because that's your mother. Mm -hmm. And as a young boy, it's kind of like, so she's crazy is what you're saying. <laughs> and I got to deal with it because I live here. And sometimes as a dad, you're like, yes. Especially if I like, if you live here, like I've, I've told Jackson this. Yes, your mom crazy. I've definitely told well, Jackson, you. your mom is crazy. So, and I told you, your Mimi is crazy too. Your Mimi is crazy too. But you know what drives them crazy? When they have to repeat things over and over again because you don't fact. listen. The first time. We can, we can eliminate all of the crazy if you would just listen the first time. Very Simple. true. But kids will never listen that. the first exactly. time. Exactly. And sometimes moms act out 
because y'all weren't boys. Mm -hmm. Why would he do that? Like mm -hmm. what? Like that's what you always ask me. Why? <laughs> Mimi will be like, dudes, dudes. Why? Why I walk in the room and and I'm just like, mm -hmm. mom, they, they're boys. That's what boys do. That's what boys do. That's what I'm learning. That's so, what I'm learning. Mom, I would say take your time. Build a relationship with your boys. Understand that they're not gonna like you at all times. The same way they're not gonna like their father at all times. Yeah, there's definitely gonna be waves. Yes, there's there's gonna be waves, especially when they get in that late teenage age. I've realized this. All teenagers hate whichever parent is parenting in that moment. <laughs> right. So don't take it personal, mom. Whatever dad said, and you said if y'all are co-parenting well, and whatever he said was probably trying to justify an action. Mm -hmm. And I'm pretty sure you don't realize that you you probably do the same thing. You know, you know your father crazy. I know Kadeen has told the boys on plenty of occasion, might not want to do that because if your father come home. Mm -hmm. and, and the boys know. I have my character flaws too. We were at the basketball practice, and his coach goes, hey, Jackson, what's your sizes? He's like, oh, my dad knows my size. He's like, all right, I'll find out from your dad. Jackson goes, no, 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 no. Don't don't call my dad. Call my mom. <laughs> and he's like, the coach's like, why? Why I call your mom? He's like, my dad's gonna forget. Like he just right. and he don't not know. good with that he stuff. He just don't know. <laughs> That's a character flaw. Like I don't, I'm gonna forget. And if you tell me something, I'll I'll put it off for later if if I don't think it's important. And I know Kay will tell the boys, like, you wanna do that for real? Bring that to me. Don't even tell your father about that. I don't take it as a jab. I take it as, hey, that's just something that I, I got to learn to be better at. Right. You or you just saying? don't have to deal with because or, you got me. Right. Right. But the thing is, they co-parent. They're co-parenting. Co so yeah. when she's in the house by herself, right. she has to deal with all of that. All of that, yeah. The difference between us mm -hmm. and them is that we're here together. So right. they can bounce back and forth. Right. So. I mean, also, too, she feels like her son is a mature seven. Is he 17 now, she said? If he's a yeah. mature 17 where you feel like you can actually sit down and chat with him and say, hey, you know, some things happen between you and my dad, my dad and, 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 and myself. Your dad and myself, rather. Um, but I was 22 and I was still trying to figure things out. Right. Like, imagine you five years from now having a child and trying to figure things out. Like, mm -hmm. that's how I felt in that moment. So I just really don't want that to, you know, continue to be a burden in our relationship. Yeah. Because I was young and I was learning and I was figuring things out, you know. So good luck to you, sis. Because yes. I know what it's like wanting to have that relationship with your baby boys. I just know? wish I won. I, w I wonder if she could have told us what he said exactly. Yeah. Because it's hard for me to say why he would say that if right. I don't know what he what said. What it was being said. You know, yeah. she said he talked badly about me. Right. But talking badly could be but your like, mom blows up at everything. Or yeah. Something. You know, like, but I mean, talking badly, your mom blows up at everything could be a fact. Right. Or it could be, you know, your mom is a fucking bitch. Don't like. Right. I, I, or it could be I like your mom blows up at everything. But meanwhile, he was like having a whole affair or something like why did right. mom, why blow, did mom up? blow up you like, never like, know i, I yeah. want to know what was said so that right. i can give her better advice but hopefully girl send us a part two send us yeah. a part two <laughs> all right y'all if you want to be featured as one of our listener letters be sure to email us at deadassadvice at gmail.com that's d-e-a-d-a-s-s-a-d-v-i-c-e no i-v-i-c uh, look at you trying I to be all fast that whole thing that whole joint that? wrong let me try that again <clears throat> mm -hmm. three two one d-e-a-d-a-s-a <laughs> right i got it d-e-a-d-a-s-s-a-d-v-i-c-e at gmail.com thank you all right moment of truth time yes moment of truth time this is gonna be for my ladies do not let anybody dictate how you should look and feel about yourself don't let them do it you deserve whether you've had a baby or not 
to be comfortable in the skin that you're in. Just make sure that you're considering the fact that you want to be healthy first and foremost from the inside out. So whatever that looks like for you, whatever regimen that you can develop to be able to stay on top of that, do it. Everybody else, what they have to say, if you don't like that little, you know, little piece of roll or that little fat, work it out. If working out ain't working for you, liposuction that bitch. Do what you got to do to make yourself feel good because the way you feel about yourself is the way the world will receive you because that energy is something that you can't fake. All right? So do what works for you, sis, whatever that is. Just do it safely. You said liposuction that bitch out. Yeah. You're, Literally. You're so like, do what you got to do. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my gosh. I love my I'm life. an advocate of people doing what makes them happy i feel i feel you um my moment of truth is this working out doesn't benefit you only outwardly you mm -hmm. know people think that people who are just working out just want to look good and have six packs no i want to feel good um i want to constantly test myself and i want to instill discipline in myself and my entire family yes. like i i want to build a team around me with the people i live with that if we got to go to war I know I can trust these people. And you know you can trust people when you work out together. So I just I just implore you, if you are a husband or a wife and you have a family, get the whole family up together. The kids, the spouse, get moving. Work together because you'll be surprised the camaraderie you built. Because teamwork makes the dream, dream work. work. I love that. Good stuff. That was like mm -hmm. so poetic. Nice ending to the episode today. But before we let you go... Be sure to follow us on social media. Take your phones out. Do what you got to do. If you're not following Dead Ass the Podcast yet, please do so. And Kadeen, I am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And get your ass moving. Dead, Dead ass. ass. Dead Ass is a production of iHeartMedia Podcast Network and is produced by Denora Pena and Tribble. Follow the podcast on social media at Deadass the Podcast and never miss a thing. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you. And how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. One at Flatiron Plaza in New York City and one at Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's a perfect time to try, like, and share black-led products. It's free for everyone and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it.